0: Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So, it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Three, four, hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Daphne.
1: And I'm Ilaria, and today we are talking with one of my favorite people out there, um, Maria Duenas Jacobs. She has been a friend of mine for for quite a long time, um, longer than I've been married. She was actually at my wedding and she's just like a really good person she's she's just a magical human really sweet but like really cool at the same time I definitely went through the phase and she, she knows this I but I went through a phase where I was like I think she's like too cool to be like my friend like I'm not cool enough <laughs> no, um, she's like a fashion-y it girl fashion-y but she's also is, the nicest but she's also like ever. extremely down to earth yeah. and she's one of those people that you just have to like continue to remind yourself because like she's just she's just magical um, she is a mother of three she has her Including daughter twin Luna girls. and no oh, and and she has twins, um, Isai and Sylvie, and she's she's had a lot of sort of high powering jobs. And then she has you know now branched off on her own to open up a company called Super Smalls, which is creating um, jewelry for kids that's fun and bright and tasteful and is a really fun um, gift to give to kids.
0: Yeah, and I think it's pretty cool to get to hear from her because she's one of those rare ladies who's kind of had. A- like run the gamut of birth experiences, also had a single child and then had twins afterwards. So really someone who's going to offer us an interesting perspective on juggling motherhood and work life and doing it with a lot of sparkle. So now here's Maria.
1: Mom play. Hi, Maria. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Maria. Um, I'm a mom of three girls and I recently launched a brand called Super Smalls, uh, which is a feel-good accessories brand for kids and it's uh, jewelry for play and accessories for play for kids. Um, I live in New York and I'm excited to talk to you guys. And where can we follow you? Um, You can follow me at M. Duenas Jacobs and you can follow her super smalls at at super
1: So I I met Maria because she was my yoga student. Yeah. A long time ago. So and I crazy. remember tell me so you can stop me if you don't want me to to tell this story. But I remember I, I feel like you, as you told me that I was like one of the first people that you told me that you were pregnant for the first time. For sure. And you came there and you like wanted to know like what to do what not to do. And I remember you were so excited. And then I remember when you came in and told me that you were having a miscarriage.
2: Yeah. It's so funny because Ilaria and I, back then, we we had a teacher-student uh, relationship. We weren't friends the way that we are now. Um, but, of course, that started our friendship. And it was funny because I, I was pregnant for the first time. I was, like, 29, super healthy, non-smoker, don't, like, there was no reason, like, for me to have a miscarriage, but I was like really into yoga at the time. And I told like my sister, and then I told Ilaria, because she was my yoga. And I wanted to make sure I was not doing movements that it were was, in, yeah. that were incorrect. Um and she was so sweet about it. But then like I had to tell her when that happened. Um and then you actually I was I had a chemical pregnancy yeah. at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: And which is not, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit different than than what Maria was going through. But it was interesting that that both coincided. And this was before Alec and I were married. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was interesting because we kind of bonded over mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that you asked me to go. We went to Emporio together and you were like, "I feel like I'm kind of like asking you on a friend date kind of thing. <laughs> and I was really happy because I'm kind of shy sometimes of like reaching out to people who get them oriented. And then she actually helped me because she um was the senior accessories editor at for Glamour magazine. She um helped me with my jewelry for um for my wedding. <laughs>
2: and it was like it, it was seems a whole like forever thing. And then somebody ago and messed up
1: your name on like the the cards it was like this whole it was this whole thing and then we had our daughters around the same time luna is like 2 months younger than carmen yeah um and then like the rest the rest is history but it's been in, and then i remember at luna's birthday party when she was like 2 3 How? yeah maybe like 2 or 3 two yeah. uh-huh. two it's, and that's when you told me that you're having twins you like whispered oh to me God. and you were like
2: i'm having twins and I'm like, okay yeah. no. <laughs> i was like okay no reaction here in front of so many <laughs> well it was actually once i once i was like over the hump of like the surprise and i was excited about it it was actually really fun telling people i didn't tell people until i was five months because the you know like usually with like a normal pregnancy three months is the um when like you're kind of like a little bit more Safer, in the clear yeah. but with twins it's five months
1: mm-hmm. wow because they're that. high
2: risk yeah so I was scared of that, and so I waited and five months.
1: That's a hard to hide too. It
2: was, but I was like pretty small, and I was wearing. I think you it was like, a bag, you uh, wear And a I wore bag baggy clothes. Then, but I remember when I told people at five months, then all of a sudden my stomach popped. <laughs> like, and then right. it was like I couldn't. Like like my had body permission. was like okay, <laughs> 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 like completely where I couldn't hide it anymore. Where it would be. <laughs> uh, but it was really fun telling people because i was like i have news and like it wasn't Fake news yeah i was like i'm pregnant and they were like oh great and i'm like with twins like oh and i'm like and it's two more girls and they're like oh, oh my god <laughs> three girls yeah.
0: so now you're one of the rare people who can who knows life with one and then after that introducing the mm-hmm. doubles so what what i mean what was how what was the difference what was the
2: was there a big yeah. shift um it was a huge shift i think the biggest thing is also um that Twins are so hard because, like, for Luna, when when they arrived, it's not just, like, me holding a baby and she can play with her dad or vice versa. Like, each of us are holding a baby, right. you know? So that piece was really important to us to make her feel very loved and, like, it wasn't like these two gremlins just came into her home and took over, which she felt that way for sure. Because um, she was how old when they were born? She was two and a half.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So she'd known the joys of life by herself. Yes. <laughs> it was
2: actually Baby Boss that, like, fed her the lines. Really? Of, oh my God, you yeah. know, there's a line in there. It's like, it, life was better before okay, you were born. I have
1: to say, and I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys feel this we at home. We love to blame Alec. Oh, we, blame <laughs> Alec and, we blame Alec for absolutely everything here. Okay, so Boss Baby has taught my children some of the worst things that they know first of all they're firing everybody all the time because everything is about fired fired from the family fired and i'm like alec and he's like i didn't write the lines i just said that and i'm like and then they have this whole like thing where they're like well daddy said it i'm like oh my god as a
2: baby he said it (laughs) but luna likes to say that once in a while they were better before before and i'm just like you didn't say that that's boss baby like i know that's not you like yeah um but no it's um I feel like I'm over a bit of a hump now because they're about to turn four Mm -hmm. and they're like bigger kids, which is nice. But it was crazy for a long time because I think more than anything, the mom guilt of not being able to split my time equally. Like that was really, really challenging for me. And like with Luna, when it was just her, like I would put her on a baby bar and I would go to Dwayne Reed. I would do anything with her. Like it was Easy and fine. I mean, listen, I feel so dumb like complaining to two moms of four. No, we didn't by the twins. way, no. not at all no, we, didn't, we didn't have twins. Um, but when they were born, like they never went to Dwayne Reed with me. Like <laughs> they went to a restaurant with, with Jordan and I for the first time when they were like three years old, I wanna say. Like we just didn't take them anywhere. I, and I like told myself that it was because we have each other and it's totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, they which is were, true but by were the you way. you like that
1: with with John because I was I brought Carmen everywhere and then I didn't bring Rafa everywhere cuz
0: I felt really overwhelmed and scared to cuz especially living in the city like to leave the house with both of them by myself until John was probably yeah, like a year old because Fila was only, Fila was 20 months when he was born. And she was, that's that perfect stage where they're a daily danger to themselves and super independent, but not rational, not verbal enough that yeah. like you would trust exactly. the commands right. to be obeyed. And I got real, I would always get really nervous trying to, she also always wanted to walk. So trying to hold her hand and push a stroller or have him in the carrier and then she has a meltdown and like the it just really freaked me out all the time. And also he was born in October and so like I didn't want to in the winter the right. whole thing. But I totally remember th- I felt very nimble and like agile and I just went everywhere with Philo and then when he, when John was born I felt like I suddenly became a more fearful less less self-sufficient version of motherhood yeah. for a few months before
2: and with twins because they're both at those weird i remember being, when they were 15 months i was like this is the worst time for like 15 months is really hard. hard like when they just started walking and at 15 follow they all, they all the walked, time to get late, but yes whatever they start walking i remember it was like a summer, and feeling like these two little munchkins are like trying to kill themselves. They're like one would go to the right and like go towards the pool, the and stairs. the other <laughs> one is going towards the stairs. And I'm like, which one? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they don't pay attention to me if I'm like Sylvie, Isa.
1: Like, yeah, they march to their own drums. There, you have she has like three really strong personalities, yeah, like very
2: energetic, very strong. They they're funny.
1: Now you also, and tell me if you want to talk about this. So I know that you had vaginal birth with Luna, and mm-hmm. then you had a C-section with the girls. Mm-hmm. And not everybody has like knows like the both
2: oh, routes, the both exit plans. That's that's interesting. Yes, I'm proud of that, and I had a really good experience with both. And I was a little bit scared to have the um, C-section. It was actually op- I opted into a C-section just because I was like, oh God, right this is scary for me and i actually have a friend who had twins and had the first vaginal and the second c-section no. and, she, and she told me that story and so i was like uh i'm like i'm oh gonna gosh. not do that if i, if yeah. I have the choice yeah, yeah, yeah. um and my husband's a surgeon so when i when we were having twins and i and i decided like i think i want a C section he totally understood because he's so used to like things being like um like planned and going as planned when it, when it's a c-section when it's a planned c-section i should i should say so that that was great so i really liked my vaginal birth was went super it was really nice um no complaints there. And then the C-section was really nice I and had, fine. i never
0: heard that. It was really nice. No, it was. I don't
1: know. I love a vaginal birth. <laughs> no, but I wanted her to bring it up because she had such positive experiences. Wait, what experiences. did you do? Did you, like,
2: hypnobirth? Or you, no, uh, no. Oh, I, mean, um, you... I love my doctor, Dr. Holland, Claudia Holland. She's incredible. And she makes me laugh. And for me, like, the energy in the room is so important. Mm-hmm. I had a nurse that they called Super Nurse. This is for Luna. And, like, we, I, I, I was, like, listening to the Beatles. We brought, like, a thing. And... I got induced Mm -hmm. because I have something called um, cholestasis, which is terrible. Um, And it makes your body itch all over you. My bile was basically dangerous for my baby and for myself. So I was induced at 38 weeks. So I knew when the baby was coming, which was nice. Um, And then everything went well. And I only pushed like three times. So, I mean, I I feel very lucky that this (laughs) this happened. I know it's not everyone's experience, um, but it was a nice experience. Of course, the after- having the baby the recovery part that was the harder part right than but do you feel baby. like it was
1: harder with a c-section or with vaginal birth?
2: you know what it was probably equal only because really? with the c-section my cholestasis is so so bad like that and it stops the minute the babies are out of you. It's wow. so weird. Wow. So I can't. So I am not sleeping. I'm itching all over your body, like like if you have bed bugs on your body, like if you have. Oh. It's the worst thing. Like you get red. You feel terrible. You can't sleep. But can you talk about that for one second? Because a girlfriend of mine. The only reason I know about
0: this is she literally just told me that she was itching all the time, mm-hmm. and she had mentioned it to her doctors, and they didn't think it was anything. And it can potentially be really yeah it could be um, dangerous,
2: really pretty dangerous. There's a blood test or something you are you meant to have to take every single week. So I had to take a blood test every single week to check to check my um levels. And, and it's a see liver if they were dangerous. a liver dysfunction is yeah. that? Okay. So but just so people know, like if you're yes. really itchy, there's something You have it with
1: some pregnancies and not with others? No,
2: I think you I think I always have psoriasis. I was really
1: itching my last pregnancy and I didn't Maybe I just had dry, dry skin. skin.
2: But it was like, I, I literally I, I thought it was that like, too, because like it is yet, like something yeah. that happens, but this was worse and it happens usually like more towards the end of your pregnancy, but it's really bad. Oh, gosh, One thing blessing. about me, which I think is like a blessing and a curse, I have a really bad memory. Like I forget things, which is why I don't hold grudges and why I'm <laughs> resilient and like all these things. But so probably why, uh, like, I had another baby in general is just because I'm kind of like, that was terrible, but I can't really remember what that was like.
1: <laughs> Which is probably why... It fits I, right into mom brain. It so. does.
2: We're, we're I feel like we're all, all there you with
0: know, you. Any amount of mom brain is a blessing in that regard. For sure. So maybe
2: yeah. my births were not so great. I'm not sure. I remember them well. Maybe, maybe I... Uh, Maybe
0: I made that up. I it's mentioned. so cool that you get to see both that you have gotten to experience both, both. sides yeah. of that though, yeah. and and have had such a positive experience with both. That's huge.
2: But because they were planned, I think that that and that also that's very much my personality. Are you a planner? I'm a planner, mm-hmm. so I have friends who have had um, C sections and it was horrible, right? Like. Because they weren't expecting it and it didn't go according to plan and all those things. And that was not my experience. I knew I was going in on April 5th. I knew that Dr. Holland was my doctor. I knew that I was going to get a C-section and I was going to meet my twins and I was going to stop itching. Right.
0: Like, no, totally. and, that, and that was on the yeah, other that, side. That was but, important. But you, but you just, I mean, from a physical standpoint, you're recovering from major surgery and then you have these two babies. Like, yeah. how did you... Uh, how, how, what was that actually physically like were you able to pick them up like were you i mean how did you deal with that
2: um i had a baby nurse and that's the total truth and yeah. and not only did i have a baby nurse i had a baby nurse that was a twin expert oh, wow. which that's was like very important to me um, because i wanted someone that could handle that could handle both if i needed to and i knew that i would always be there because there's two Three kids actually, right. but having having Luna and she was only two and a half. Like I needed the extra hand, and Jordan is actually the most like he's so hands on, loves babies. He, like he he like changes diapers, he does everything when he's there. Mm-hmm. But he also is a plastic surgeon and he's like in surgeries and whatever else. Um, so I, I having that support like was really really important to me.
0: No, that's huge, and so now your oldest is six and you have your four-year-olds. And Mm -hmm. so you're, I feel like you're at that stage that I fantasize about some, at some point where like all my kids will pull their own suitcases and we can get on the plane (laughs) and it will not seem like an absolute tornado entering. (laughs) And um, and how has life evolved now? And what, what like fantasies are you getting to live out now that you kind of pictured when they were first born that you're like, at some point I will be here?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's major to have them out of diapers and they're swimming now. Like those are the two things that well, I should say the swimming part is the scary part, right? And and just, like, that they're verbal and we can communicate is a big deal. Um, so I definitely feel I, – I feel like they're little people now, which is, like, awesome and also kind of sad because, like, my sister still has a baby mm-hmm. and um, – He's Rafa, also, and I just like hug him and like I just love babies so much. Are you the baby, like a baby whisperer? I love babies, <laughs> I just, they're like the cutest. Well, you guys in the are world. also
1: close too, so like you know, yeah. you being TI is like really, really important. I also wonder, you were working through all of this, mm-hmm. I mean, um, not
0: just working you know, intense jobs of uh, in. Uh, all across fashion and accessories and different companies, but then also now starting your own business with Super Smalls, which I have to say when I post, you were very kind to send us a bunch of the beautiful baubles and gems and earrings and necklaces and, and rings. Like, if your kids love jewelry, which mine do, and they want to steal mine, which I don't want them to do, <laughs> this is the absolute perfect company. Um, and Thank I posted you. about it, and literally, I've never gotten so many people being like, ah. tell me about this. Like, remind me what it's called. I forgot to
1: screenshot.
2: Like, all So, so
1: talk to us a little bit about, about what Super Smalls is, just for people who don't sure, know. Sure. I mean, what...
2: But I'll unpack a few of your questions, because they actually lead up to Super Smalls. Um, you're totally right. I worked through all of my um, pregnancies, and I actually was hired at L when I was pregnant with Luna. Um, I, the interview process, because it was like I was only like four weeks pregnant, I didn't tell them, but it took a little while. And then by the time they hired me, I told them, you know, I'm actually only 11 weeks, but I'm pregnant. And they were great about it. They were like, congratulations. That's great. If you still want this, you know. And so I started um, the job as the accessories and jewelry director at L when I was at that point three months pregnant. Right. Um, but because it was a brand new job, which I loved and was super excited about, I only took five weeks off from maternity leave, wow. which in retrospect is so insane, and I would not do that again. But at the time, it was the right choice for me, and, and I made it work. Um, and then after being at L for around uh, four and a half, five years, I then went to Stitch Fix, uh, which is an online personal styling service, um, to head up collaborations and um, some other like news drivers events and fun things like that. But my, my career path has always been in fashion. And specifically, I love, love, love jewelry and accessories. So I actually had this idea um, about a year ago. And it came from Luna, who um, always wanted to steal my things. She always wanted to to take all of my rings and my things. And I'd be like, please don't touch that. That's expensive. <laughs> like, And, you know, kids don't know. Like, you know, I'm looking at Ilaria and she's wearing like a beautiful engagement ring and, and Daphne with all her things. Like, of course they want the shiny things. Yeah. Yes, we're all magpies. We want the shiny yeah. ones. Exactly. Um, and and, sh- and I was like, don't touch my things. Like I bought you all these like Mardi Gras beads and I would buy them things that I would find. And she's like, no, yours are <laughs> shinier. Yours are prettier. Yeah. Yours <laughs> yours are- look different than that. Um, and she was the one who challenged me and was, and was like, if you find me something that looks like yours, like I'll stop touching yours basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my editor brain like, is always to search for things. Like, as an editor, that's what you do. Like, a stylist will come to you and be like, um, I want wings that look like Victoria's Secret, or whatever, like, example. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, go out on the market and either have it made or or find it from a designer. Just, you just you, there. There's no no as an answer. You'll find things. So when she challenged me to do this, I was just like, okay, let me just figure this out. Let me see if I can find something. And I, like, Googled my way through figuring out, like, can I find a factory? Can I produce this? Can I figure this out and um, but only as like let me see if I can do this for you because I see that there's like something you want and maybe it's maybe it could be something Um, and I got the samples back and the biggest compliment was when I got them back I said Luna here take a look at this and she opened the box and she her face was like (gasps) and she said mommy can I touch this and I said these you can touch like <laughs> these are okay for you to touch but I was like wow if you think this is real then we're good you know <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's incredible though that you had the where I mean for- first of all really cool just you know as as a woman and a woman who loves magazines and is always sort of curious about the process of behind putting that all together it's really interesting i didn't realize that it was like the editor's job to source and find all these different things and that i gave you that wherewithal and resourcefulness to go and mm-hmm. be like let me just figure this out let me just go find a factory on google Clean no i google. think we i think that there
2: was too. the training for uh, for starting this business because the way that i launched it was just being resourceful asking for like favors and help and hey do you know someone that can do this that was the beginning of it because it was uh essentially my side hustle while i while, while i've been at stitch fix right um and I and it, because I was like, is this going to work? I wasn't sure. And and I am not risk averse, but I am. Um, I like to take calculated risks. Mm-hmm. Like I, don't, I didn't want to invest a ton of money in this. I, wa- I wanted to first see like, is this going to work? Is there can, how how can we have proof of concept kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So but Luna, Luna liked them. And then once I saw them, I was like, okay, um, let me see, you know, what is this brand going to be called? What are we going to do? So it was really fun to dream it all up. And because it was mine, I could be silly with it and do whatever I wanted. And that was really cool because it it let me be more creative. Um, And so fast forward a bit. And then on November 11th, we launched Super Smalls in time for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, We launched on 11.11. And I put my Instagram post at 11.11 because I was like, let's make this lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the response was insane. I honestly, I, I feel so lucky and honored and and happy that people liked it. And, and they responded to me. People were buying like five boxes at a time of, and they were giving it. They sold out in five days. Wow. Which was crazy. And then we restocked and it sold out again. And so holidays were amazing. It was a whirlwind. And people really responded to super smalls. Um, and so now that it's post-holiday, we're taking a breath and thinking like, okay, that was proof of concept. Like, got that. <laughs> and now and now, where can this brand go and what can we do? And there's so much we can do. But.
1: Going back, can you explain to our listeners what exactly is Super Smalls? Because sure, we sure, know sure. that this is jewelry, we know it's shiny, and we know it's not <laughs> worth a bajillion dollars.
2: Yes. Okay, yes. Um, so Super Smalls is a feel-good accessories brand. It's meant to be for play. It's inspired by uh, high fashion and mm. fine jewelry and things that are meant to look like maybe they're in your grandmother or mother's or or someone you know's closet, like very shiny and sparkly. So it looks grown up, but it's totally for play. And prices range from $12 to 30 $39. They come in sets that make kids feel like they're opening like some like a box. And what I when I was really um ideating around this this brand, I was like, we have two customers that we need to win over here. We have the gifter, which might be a mom or a dad or or aunt. Aunt, anyone. Um, and then we have the kid. So I was the mom, right? So I was like, I love like 80s and 90s nostalgia, and like I love things that are like poppy, and so I was like yellow, and like if you look at our type, it kind of goes back to Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. like all of that. Like that nostalgia it is very was very like Pac Man
0: almost, yes, yeah. Yeah, totally. and then
2: and then the, um, the kid thing is just like I made a window because I was like the kids need to see the things, and they like the sparkles. So it's been really fun, like figuring out also like who Super Smalls is, like as a as a voice. And the the fun part for me has been that in my past jobs. I've always had to look through the lens of what does Elle want, what does Stitch Fix want, what does Glamour want, and and what's uh, you know who is our, our our customer, and that's been really great. But now I get to be the one who defines like what this brand is, mm-hmm. and it's been a really interesting journey from what I thought this was going to be to what it's becoming, because now I get the cl- the customer feedback a little bit more, and I realize like I'm kind of like weird myself. I don't I feel like on my own Instagram I don't really showcase that that much, but I can on on super right. smalls. And so like I like cats and, and animals and weird things and, and the humor. And I could do all that because for are kids brand. And so it's so fun.
0: It does give <laughs> you a lot of freedom in that for sure. I am. Um, I'm also thinking because it's probably not competitive to their core brands. You could do such fun collabs with like Irene Newworth. Like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't compete with her. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous
1: necklaces. If she does a fun, you yeah. know, fifty dollars set with you, and I, I told her that she should do um like celeb engagement rings. Like, oh, <laughs> like I want like that, like Lady yeah. Gaga's. I want J. Lo. K- Kate, yeah. Kate Middleton. Yeah. So, yeah. And, but right. any I know. Of these like yeah. just like rocks. iconic. No,
2: my rocks. dream is like someday to do a collaboration with like Tiffany and do like their iconic pieces. Oh, yes. And, like, yes. I'm thinking about like how freaking cool would it be to be Maria's daughter and have her bring home like boxes yes. of Bulgari. Like, boxes. <laughs> of, like, she, <laughs> she tests. Um, <laughs> she's learning so much. I mean, they all are which is really great. But like Luna, because she's six, she wear tests like samples. Like oh I had her, I had yes. her yesterday wear a headband because we'll, we'll come out with hair accessories pretty oh, soon. Fine. And I was like, wear it all day today and let me know what happens and what people say. And like, do you get a does. headache? Exactly. And, <laughs> Wait, she, and she wore genius. it all day. And I, and I said, you know, how was it? And she was like, it was great. Wore it all day. I really liked it. Everyone thought it was so sparkly and pretty. Versus like I had her wear this, we're making a best friend necklace, mm-hmm. um, our take on the heart that splits, but mm-hmm. I'm making it twin stars because I, I think you. it's oh, cuter. anyway. Um, and I had her wear it and I wore one because I was her best friend or am her best friend. And she came back and she was like, mom, it's too heavy. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And it was flipping. And I was like, okay. So I modified it. I made it smaller, and I like changed how it is. That's like brilliant. it was really good. <laughs> how back. inspirational
1: for that for them as well. I mean, we're always talking about as moms to be inspirational to our children in terms of you know having them sort of have hopes and dreams and and the confidence of kind of getting there in their path. And how cool that they're watching you and being included in this process to kind of just shape who they are and being like, hey, I can do that too. I can do something that's like super creative. And I hope so. Yeah. Oh, and what? also yes. ta-
0: we talk sometimes about sharing, you know, if you're in a bad mood with your kids or that you've had a long day or you're tired or like you're cranky, you're a human. You know, things things have affected you. Um and likewise watch you know, having them get to be a really be a part, an intricate part of this growth of yourself into an entrepreneur I think is really because there are going to be times where like oh it didn't work or this didn't show up the way it was supposed to and and having her be a real you know intimate part of that process it must be so cool for her and very bonding for you guys to have that like You know, just think something that's special for both
2: of you to do together. A hundred percent agree.
0: I want to talk a little bit about because I'm I'm really curious always about women's evolutions as they go into motherhood. Um, So I want to hear a little bit about Maria Uh pre-kids and then like what are you most proud of as yourself now as a mom?
2: You know, I, I like myself so much more as a mom than I did before. And it's not that I didn't like myself. I just um, I'm just so much more comfortable in my skin and who I, with who I am. And I think that comes with age in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my children have just taught me so much. And um, I'm just better at prioritizing more than anything. Um, so I definitely think the journey of having children, like sometimes I feel like a big kid and that hasn't changed. Like I've always been sort of silly, but they actually have brought out the parts in me that I like Best, which are be really silly and and have so much fun and be in the moment, but also you need to have your 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 home in order and you need to understand that there's a future you have to plan for and all of that. Um, so I, I'm loving. I'm loving where I am right now in my mid 30s with three kids, starting a business with like high hopes. And and to back to your point, like I just think um, bringing them along in that journey is so important. That's what my parents did always with me. And I also just think like you were saying about like bad moments. Like I try to teach them the importance of failure and the importance of knowing like it's okay. It's okay. We do high, highs and lows every night. Like what was your high? What was your low? Um, and you know, sometimes the low is something silly, like when Issa hit me and and that's not a big deal, (laughs) but sometimes it's like, you know, a a bigger low, like, um, and, and I share my lows and, and I'll tell them, you know, today, um, I found out that there was a delay in the factory. And that's going to set me back, and that's going to be hard, and I'm going to have to tell people this and whatnot. And and just understand – I want them to understand that everything is not always perfect mm-hmm. and that sometimes you have to roll, roll with the punches. Sometimes you have to uh, problem solve. And we talk a lot about problem solving and, and also just, like, not whining about things. Like, what's the solution? How can we move on? How can we learn from this? Um, so I think that is really important. Do you think that Jordan, your husband, models that too? Or, like, how? what's his – what would you say is like his greatest asset as a dad for them? Um, it's I cool, think, like a surgeon's brain, too, I can yeah. imagine. I think he I think he models it. But, but Jordan and I are so great together because our personalities are weirdly a lot alike. Mm-hmm. But we um, we show up differently. Uh, we did this personality test. I don't know if you've ever done um, color the color theory test. No. Yeah, um, what is color, it? It's so cool. And Jordan and I were the same colors. It was so cool. <laughs> Wait, um, where do you find this test? Because I, I did a I test with, with Alec and we
1: were 1% compatible. <laughs>
2: Some days I'm like, got it. Makes so Prove much them
1: sense. Wrong. The color theory. Color person
2: it's a color personality test.
1: Okay. Um, but so Is it like online? You just like Google color personality we test? We did it at,
2: at Stitch Fix like as thing. like a team building thing, but I think you can get it online. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was really great. Um, Jordan, just like he, because he's, because he's a doctor, like the, the things he teaches them are very different from the things I teach them. Like, um, he, he might teach them about like, we have like books on like your body and like, he'll be like, this is your, th- this is, uh, I'm going to say everything wrong. Like <laughs> these are your blood vessels. These, these are your arteries. Like I don't even pay attention because I'm like, you got that right. <laughs> it's good. Um, He's very like more science brain, Um, but his biggest assets, he's really, he's really hands on and he's really, and he's really great. And we make a, I mean, we make a really good team because we know when, like, so when I'm going to lead and he's going to support or vice versa. Um, So we do that a lot.
1: Something that I get asked a lot, and I know that you guys have written in as well, is um, how to raise bilingual children. Maria is half Spanish, half Italian. And she speaks to her kids in Spanish. And her kids speak to each other in Spanish for the most part. Yeah, really? For the most part, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, it's and even like the little ones. Like for me, I found it to be interesting that, you know, when Carmen was little, it was easier. And then the more that they started going to school, then they started communicating in totally. English between the two. And that's natural. That's normal and stuff like that. But I feel like Maria's family does it so well, to this point, at least from the time that I spend with her, <laughs> and I think one of the interesting things is that Jordan like really
2: tries to speak Spanish. He yeah. Spanish? So, yeah, he
1: speaks Spanish. He speaks, speaks Spanish.
2: So Jordan is uh, from Virginia. He's American, and he. Um, he studied Spanish when he was in college and Jordan and I have been dating for 16 years. We've been together for like ever. Um, so he, um, has been speaking Spanish sort of with my family, but when Luna was born, we both decided like, it's, it's so important for her to speak Spanish and to be bilingual for us. Um, and I had read somewhere that, um, like one face, one one language, or mm-hmm. something. I don't even know if it's true, but I decided to believe it. So we were both like, we're both gonna be Spanish. It's
1: in one face, <laughs> one language in terms of that sorry, they that associate. like the, yeah. the, 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 they associate. I don't know that in the terminology. Yes. but they start to associate. Like like Carmen can turn, especially when she was younger. It's different now because mm-hmm. I also get lazy with it, um, and I send them to a bilingual school. So I'm like, okay, I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. About it all the it. time. Yeah, but like she would turn to me and speak in Spanish, and then she would turn to my husband and speak in English. Mm-hmm. And then if Alec ever tried to speak to her in Spanish, she'd be like look at him and be like, what is wrong with you? Like <laughs> English is our thing. Yeah. You know, they exactly. really it's like identity.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, so we both decided when, when she's born, we're going to speak to her in Spanish because English will come like they live in New York. Like it, it, it's going to be OK. So we both did that. And actually, even though I'm Spanish and I'm fluent in Spanish, like my Spanish has gotten better because we're reading like children's books to her. And now I wasn't used to like reading in Spanish and his Spanish got so much better. Um, so he's t- completely fluent and amazing he speaks like with a very thick accent which is like really cute but but how did I (laughs) I I settle for a second how did he learn Spanish while in like medical school and being he took it as weirdly enough he took it as his minor and and but the thing is the way he learned spanish because he's like such a like science brain is like he knows like how how to put words together it's and like, math it's, like it's, it's a, like yes like smart. this plus
0: this it's yes and good.
2: versus like i learned spanish because i my because my family is spanish and I, but i don't know like the, the actual constructions, the like gra- why yes i don't know the, gr- the ear- perfect ear- it grammar sounds,
1: it just sounds right totally yeah. now
0: do you think that it was important because you wanted them like to talk to your family or just because you thought I
2: think it was both you know since I I grew up actually I'm trilingual I speak Italian and and Spanish because we grew up in Miami and it was just like to have like a main language but then I have my whole side of Italian family who doesn't speak Spanish or English so as a little kid it wasn't it wasn't even like we're gonna do this my parents just they were immigrants and they came from uh Rome and from Madrid and they decided to you know start a family in Miami I was actually born in Madrid and when we moved over there they just didn't speak English Mm -hmm. so we learned Spanish that way and we learned Italian because all our Italian family we couldn't communicate with them if we didn't so it was all very like just being little sponges Mm -hmm. but so that was the experience that I had like but I knew that now Luna growing up her father's American she lives in New York like if we didn't make an effort it wasn't going to happen. Um, so we were like, we're going to make this effort. We're speaking Spanish. We hired um, a nanny, which is a whole different conversation. She's like uh, another mom to my kids. She's and magical. She's magical. Um, Olga. No, no one ever take her from us. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel. I'm like, should I she's not say my her name? I <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um,
1: and she does really good braids too she, does she great braided braids. From his hair one time for the super smalls little yeah. photo
2: shoot and like I was like I'm so jealous she cooks amazing food she's yes she's a, she's magical um so when when we were born we decided like this is gonna be a priority for us um so so we did that we we did that and we raised her bilingual and it was like our case study to see if this would work and now she is completely bilingual she loves speaking Spanish so much and for me like because I'm Spanish I just lo- I love speaking speaking Spanish and, and being part of the Hispanic community and I, whenever i hear someone's accent and, and i'm like ¿de dónde eres? ¿cómo te llamas? like it, there's just something that bonds like mm-hmm. the uh, Spanish speaking community and mm-hmm. i love being part of that and i want that for my children too um so Luna has that for sure. Like she and, and now the little ones, when they were born, has been really interesting because they speak Spanish because Luna speaks Spanish to them and we speak Spanish to them. Um, but they barely speak English and they're four. So interesting. <laughs> they, they, they're English. They have like a, a Spanish accent when they speak English right now, which Luna had too and then it goes away. But they have been slower to learn English because now with between the three of them, they're all speaking Spanish. But also yeah. like, that'd be fine. But even my experience with my brother and my sister, like we spoke Spanish at home with my parents, but between us, we speak English. Yeah. I you speak do. in Spanish, my brother. You do. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Just because you brought up um, cooking, and I feel like, is there is there any sort of your favorite kid's recipe you'd want, or the, what you, the way that you eat at home that you think is really special or something you'd want to share?
2: My kids um, are really
0: good eaters. They... Um, Another that, thing I think about when I think about European kids and
2: families is like <laughs> they eat everything. Tell us everything about that. <laughs> well, actually, I, sh- I should back up on that. They're re- um, two of three are very good eaters, and one's not a good eater. But it's really interesting because that's a really cool case study. The twins have everything the same, but one is a really picky eater and one's not. When Luna was a- born and-, and eating, she's such a good eater, and I was like, this must be because I'm an amazing mother. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then it turns out that it's you not it's the that they they they're yeah, amazing yeah, kids yeah. It's the kids what's I the combination mean, we're giving them good food right. and it's tasty and like you know, but they're eating like adult food like right. they they eat like um, they, if they eat breaded tri- chicken it's like homemade but they eat lo- like they love broccoli and they love vegetables and um, they love salmon and like all of these things but they eat the meal that, that Jordan and I are gonna eat mm-hmm. but then like Isa she's just she she's not a big eater she's not a big eater and I get that too you know so I think a lot of it depends on the kid too.
1: Um, we are going to ask you what your favorite thing is.
2: Okay, I- Laria can relate to this because okay. we've talked about it. I love eyebrows. Yeah, I don't know why. I just love eyebrows. I heard somewhere it's like the biggest thing change you can make besides plastic surgery. Yes, yeah, I believe that. it's true, right? They like really
1: change your face. I microbladed my eyebrows. Okay, I told people about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is how we got it. Our... that's open. She was okay. like, she looking at me. She's like, we know about eyebrows. No, it's open. <laughs> microbladed my eyebrows. Right. And
2: so you asked me about it, and then okay, so your favorite thing, <laughs> but. But, I, but it led me to a different thing, which is Revita Brow. And it grows your eyebrows. Ooh. And it's this thing you buy on Amazon. But you put it on like at night before you go to bed, like a ton of it. And it grew out my eyebrows. And I feel like – and then I just let them grow. And now I like my eyebrows so much more. And I had like spotty pieces. Yes. And this grows. It like, it's really, really great. Very exciting. And I've I heard still... that they have Revita Lash, too. Yes, but Revita Lash I've never used only because, like,
1: light I eyes, it, Light it, eyes. Light eyes yeah, and that whole thing. That oh, okay. But I've this kn-
2: is a different one, and uh, it's for your, for your eyebrows. eyebrows. Interesting. And it's so cool because it grew on my eyebrows, and I'm happier with them now. I love that. I'm
0: glad to know about that because I do feel like I overplucked many times in high school, and now I, like, have patches that I wish would come back, and they haven't.
1: Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. So that was Maria. And I, I have to say, I actually met her with you for the first time ever. We, I, we all went to dinner together and I, um, fell in love with her immediately because she is, as you said in the beginning, just so down to earth and kind and, um, very warm. And, you know, I think this was a couple of years ago. So I think I only, I maybe only had Philo, maybe I had Philo and John. And it was, you know, one of those moms getting together. Plus Alec, moms getting, and John actually John was <laughs> yes. there too. Moms getting together, plus our husbands, and kind of just like dishing. This was before mom brain, and and you know before I sort of had developed my group of really close mom friends. And so I remember just thinking, wow, this is someone I I would take advice from, and I would you know ask questions of, and and feel very comfortable and um and nurtured in that experience. And then really cool to get to see her progression into entrepreneur life. I have to say, you know, Philomena has always been a little bit of a glamour puss and she loves sparkly things and she loves nice things and she loves, um, you know, loves to like bring on her glam. a glamour
1: puss. I think that's called super smart. So,
0: super smart. Very super smart. Um, and I, when we got these super, super smalls, it, Philomena went absolutely psycho. She was so happy and it felt like such a such a special thing. I think sometimes you get kids toys that they, you know, fall in love with somewhere along the way and it doesn't feel special necessarily. It just feels like a thing of the moment and she really values these and they make her feel pretty and they like, and she just likes to play with them and she puts them on Nika and John has them all over his shoes. And it's just very like, it's, it was something that I, um that I, it was really fun for me as a mom to get to share with her. Uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm proud of her and I'm proud of how well it's doing and it's exciting to see where that goes.
1: Yeah. And just also that uh, her her journey and how open she's been and how she said, you know, I really like myself now and I feel Mm -hmm. more comfortable with myself now. And I feel like that's something that a lot of moms we say, you know, I mean, obviously we would never, I I think most of us would never go back because we get so obsessed with our identity as mothers, but you calm down a little bit and you just start to trust your gut a little bit more because your mommy boss yeah. and and you went all the way up to the CEO level. <laughs> um, so that was really fun. And now it's time for our favorite things. Now it's
2: time for our favorite things. Oh yeah.
0: Here's the reality guys. I, I feel like I can be very of two minds on on fashiony things. On the one hand, I really do I like, you know, I like really sort of hyper structured things. I like very, you know, sort of like classically feminine silhouettes, great waists, like short hemlines, do it all. I I really love that. But in the reality of my life right now with four kids and um you know, trying to rush out the door and, and I don't always necessarily put together the greatest of outfits as much as I'd like to. And I'm, it's, I'm constantly a work in progress. And that way you'll, you'll hear me ask any mom on this show who I think does a really good job putting herself together regularly, what her secrets are, because I do think as much as it might come naturally to some people, there are also efforts they make to make it easy on themselves to have their wardrobe work for them. So, and I, I'm, I'm making strides toward that. However, when it comes to comfort, going to sweatpants and a t-shirt like, yeah, it's comfortable, but it doesn't always look very nice. And then I discovered cashmere (laughs) jumpsuits. So this was literally something. I think I saw Aaron Foster wearing this like this Faloro cashmere. It's a it's like really cute joggers and then a kind of oversized, fun colored um sweater, jumpsuits on Instagram. And I was like, I have to have that. It looks so cool. And I immediately ordered it. And I wear this thing all the time. And when I tell you I've had people chase me down on the street. Uh, stewardesses on airplanes and stewards be like, where did you get that? Actually, I'm, I'm single-handedly petitioning JetBlue to make this their uniform of choice for their <laughs> stewards because every single time I'm on the plane, people are like, where is that from? Where can I get it? It's the greatest travel outfit when I'm come to podcasts and I like just have to get dressed quickly and show up. I put this on and it's the, the thing that like, it's the most leisure suit of all time, but everyone's obsessed with it because it's actually kind of cute. So anyway, just something to have in your arsenal of... I need to get dressed quickly. I want to be comfortable, but I don't want to look like a total schlub. And Instagram Instagram influencing at
1: its best. It's super cute. I want to get one and then we can wear it together Yay. and be like, you know. The official mom brain uniform. Yes, I'll <laughs> do it. Um, My favorite What's thing. What's your favorite thing? My favorite thing. Thanks for asking, Daphne. My favorite thing today is, um, you guys may know this one, Love Beauty and Planet Shampoo and Conditioner. Um, it's something that I find on Amazon. The shampoo and conditioner is $13.30, at least the last time that I, I purchased it, on January 13th, 2020, as Amazon is telling me. <laughs> um, and they have, like, a bunch of different smells. I really love the the rose one. Um, it's called, uh, Murmur Butter? Murmur Butter? Oh, more, Murmur Butter. No idea. Okay, what Okay, guys, <laughs> what you, what sugar you and know? rose. Okay, so there's some kind of butter that sounds really fancy, but it smells so good. It is not tear free, but it has a lot of really you know better ingredients to give our to put on our kids. I use it on my kids, and I'm just they're just pretty good at like at this point of not um, getting in their eyes. But I just use it for their their shampoo and conditioner, and it smells really good. Um, and so I I just appreciate that. Um, but they have a lot of nice nice products. Love that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends. Email us mombrainpod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and we're on YouTube and and all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.
0: This is Mombrain
1: with Alaria Baldwin
2: and Daphne Oz. Mombrain is a Gallery Media Group original production.